We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hello. Good evening. We have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. Vote Gillum. Vote Gillum. Hashtag we support Gillum on this podcast. And our special guest for this evening, Brendan Tobin from 790 The Ticket, producer extraordinaire. Welcome back to the program. The founder of this game, or of, uh, no, Dwayne Way Boulevard, not this you already, game. You already, you already botched his hashtag. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Tobin, what is a proper hashtag? Because we will get into this throughout the show. Uh, I got two hashtags. Uh, Dwayne Wade Boulevard is, uh, is is just hashtag Dwayne Wade Boulevard. Uh, and then hashtag give Dwayne Biscayne. That one's so good. Did you yeah. come up with that? or? No, I actually got to give it up to Slim. Slim came up with that. Um, yeah, we were, uh, we were just spitballing as we do a lot. And, uh, you know, as the morning show's going on. And, um, yeah, we came up with that, and it, uh, we kind of ran with it. Slim of the Five Reasons Sports Network in Ballscast. Of the Ballscast. Of the Ballscast. By, the, by, the, out- way, by the way, uh, Gianni, you cannot just introduce uh, Brendan as a uh, producer anymore. Like, he won, like, Miami New Times, like, radio personality of the year. Our special guest, Miami New Times Radio Personality of the <laughs> yeah. Year, Brendan Tobin, joins the show. There Brendan, you go, Brendan, welcome. We have esteemed, critically acclaimed radio personalities here on Miami Heat Beat and all across Five Reasons Sports. So Only the best. On you can check out the aforementioned Balls cast on our network of shows, Three Yards Per Carry, and our newest uh, podcast with Chris Chambers about fitness and lifestyle. Check all that out 
on Five Reasons Sports at Five Reasons Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere and anywhere. Gentlemen, Balls guys was trying to scoop me from you guys. I already committed. What they were? Yeah, Slim was like, ah, just just blow them off, man. Come on, my podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, I was, wow, Slim. I told him, I said, look, as if you're really asking me, you know, I'm loyal to you. I'll do it, but 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 Alfas first, so. You yeah. guys are gonna have to fight over it. I'll that fight. would have been really funny if you just did that. You just and and then like the episode drops tomorrow with <laughs> we're like, wait, what the hell? Toby's like, I'm <laughs> sick. I can't make it. <laughs> and he's all about balls cast. He's like dying laughing in like the first minute of balls cast. We're like, wait, what the hell? Um, Don't worry, more people will hear you on our our podcast. Shots fired. Low key shape. Brian, we need like a Jamaican air horn sounder. We need something. We need we need we need production. Um. All right then, so let's get let's get into some heat talk. Last night the Heat win in overtime against the Pistons. Uh, last night Monday night, Josh Richardson takes over the fourth uh, the overtime period. I think seven what is it, seven straight points, and I guess a lot of the conversation today has been player comparison of stats between Jay Rich and um, Jimmy Butler in similar year and age. Which I find really funny how this is kind of knee-jerk back and forth like a pendulum. Like before the season started, everyone was hard-ass. We are not moving Josh Richardson and Bam Adebayo for a superstar. And then after like some losing happened, Alf wanted to fire everyone. Like no. ship everyone whoa, off for whoa. Jimmy Butler. Okay, Alf wasn't firing losing. anybody. He was just shipping them off. No, it had nothing to do with losing. It had everything to do with interest and boredom. But anyway, we'll okay, get into yeah, that. That that yeah. And then now I, we're back. I see a lot of people back for Jay Rich, and I just I feel like as a microcosm, that's going to be the entire Heat season until Jimmy gets moved. And I for one think that's incredibly annoying. I mean. Listen, we can keep comparing Jay Rich and Jimmy's numbers, but um, last time I checked, Jay Rich isn't playing with Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Andrew Wiggins. So you can throw all that shit out the window. It might, and like, I'm not shitting on Jay Rich because honestly, I, I even sent out a tweet how much I really enjoyed his performance last night. Like, I really, and not just that, not the point totals. And because I sometimes I like to get away from the analytics, it was more that. In OT, you need a win. Your team is struggling. Dwayne Wade lets you down in regulation. And this dude comes up fucking massive in overtime. Like, that was like that was beyond anything I've seen this year. For him to come through and be clutch when it really matters, it was, was like the most, the most important thing about that game, in my opinion. Brandon, I see you nodding your head. Well, I just think a couple of things with Jay Rich that are interesting, you know, the comparisons to Jimmy, like Jimmy, Jimmy, we can now know, like he's kind of got that dick alpha male kind of thing that <laughs> you, yes. you expect from your guy you're going to go to in clutch times. And, and he has no problem rocking the boat with the guy who is, you know, committed $190 million. He doesn't care. Uh, Jared, I think that stuff's, I think it's, he's, he's kind of a beautiful, a beautifully weird guy, you know, like, He's a he's a he's a bit of a, a different personality. I don't know if this stuff comes natural to him, but you know it is important. Like, look, if they aren't going to trade for him, it's very very important that they give the reins to him. This can't be a situation, even if it is one last dance, that Dwayne is bailing your ass out at the at the end of every game and, and is running the plays. I mean, it, it eventually the torch has to pass, and 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 he's the guy. So. Yeah, I think I think you're right though. This is going to be a situation where we're going to be stat looking every night of what Jay Rich is doing compared to what Jimmy is doing. Probably similar to what we're doing every night with people who are like, 
can you believe the Heat didn't draft Devin Booker, but hashtag just oh, I hate that. You know, like that's that, but that's that's going to be the parallel I think between the guys is this is you could have gone with proven and you went with the guy that you're you're developing as opposed to you know Devin who's going to go and put up heavy scoring numbers every single night and it'll look very comfortable, but he's on a terrible ass team and, and he can't play defense and he can't play defense. So this um, is all this is all Ethan and Five Reasons Sports fault and Leif. <laughs> and I, I, I blame Tobin. I blame, fired. I blame Tobin too because he, him, and Slim would put our reports in the the seven ninety news flash and shit between shows, and like it, it, the the whole fan base, including myself. And the best part about it, my dumbass was in on these conversations, right? So I know like what happened. But you know, what, you know, what the, but the thing I'm that's still funny. pissed off. Yeah, but the thing that's funny is, like, you know, I know that, you know, Five Reasons and all that stuff's been, you know, fighting for credibility, and I think they they really have done a beautiful job with all this stuff. I mean, because if you listen to even some of the national podcasts, like Rachel Nichols was saying, yeah, I was told to go to Miami to go do the interview. So it, it's not like these, these, these reporters were wrong. It's just that this is a really messed up situation with, uh, with a really dysfunctional organization with a heat team that doesn't want to feel like it's getting one pulled over on them on that uh, stuff either. So, you know, it's not just a case of getting your hopes up if you're a fan, but I think it's, it's organizations getting their hopes up. And also now they have to deal with players that thought they were going to be gone and players that have been in rumors. Like it's, it's messed up all around. That's yes. been Ethan's point for like the last like week and a half that he, you know, before the win against Detroit, Ethan in our, in our five reasons group chat, Ethan Skolnick, uh, was alleging, not alleging, but alluding to the fact that, oh, you know, players know that their names are in rumors and they're dejected and they're not playing hard. And I'm not like that kind of analysis. I feels a bit annoying because like, yeah, I'm sure that that, you know, it sucks to be in trade rumors, but like, let's not pretend that guys aren't in trade rumors all the time. Well, I think I think for the fan base, I think what uh what Brendan is saying is like, it's almost like you like, OK, you're out and you you meet two friends right there's the uh less attractive one to be politically correct and there's the hot one all right so the whole whole off season or at least the last two weeks before the season started we were flirting with the hot one right now the the other one is not that bad right but she's not the hot one and then so now the season starts and we end up dating the the secondary one and like you know what if we didn't flirt with the hot one we'd be okay with the secondary chick. The problem is like, we were so close to banging the hot one, like really close. And Ethan told us we were going to bang the hot chick. Like he, he sent it out, he sent out tweets. My heat beat sent out sources reporting all this shit. And we were so convinced that we were going to take the hot one home. Well, and no, also, now we just, yeah, we just ended I'll, up with the average chick, the, 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 the ending the season in the seventh seed chick. Well, we've also been chasing this dragon of trying to just get something that is a big name and new for a long time. And this one finally seemed like it was teed up. You really had no great competition for it. Didn't feel like the uh, the group that had the asset <clears throat> had a lot of leverage to begin with. And so he said like, he wanted to go home with us, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like there was there's a situation where it's like he wants to be here finally somebody this is this is going to be the first domino of people wanting to come back and riley can start setting things up for miami again as being a premier destination where people want to be you know but um 
it's it's a tough situation when you're dealing with a with a with a, a trade partner who's like no 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 we're one one that person doesn't want it to really happen because they made the trade last year and then also you know doesn't want to feel like they're getting fleeced especially in a situation where they may not have the job the next year so it's, it's, like, the, it's like the hot chick's parents won't let her out the house <laughs> yeah Tom Thibodeau, the parent in this. Uh, yeah, he's Tom Thibodeau, definitely the dad. Yes, he's a he's a dad who's a dick and like he's like in every like romantic teen up like coming of age teen romantic comedy like the overbearing father that just will not let his daughter out of his sight. That's and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but Tom seems to be in cahoots with Jimmy. No, what are you talking about? What are you reading? I mean, I thought I'm reading, but I mean, you're not, uh, reading, five, you you're not reading five reasons sports is your problem. Uh, that, that he, that they would, that he would appear to be, that he would appear to be an ally. Am I, am I wrong? Am I, have I misread this entire thing? I don't yeah, think Tom, yeah, you, I think the one, I think the one that's mad here is the owner, not, not Thibodeau. Yeah. You're way wrong on this. Am I wrong? Okay. I'm yeah. wrong. Um, no, Miami Heat beat insiders. Yeah. I, we need wrong. Leif, but listen, <laughs> Leif was supposed to be on today. I want I want to ask Brendan because I guess like sometimes we get into this uh get into this bubble of just like pure hardcore heat fan. Brendan does a radio show for all of South Florida where there's Dolphins fans, the Canes fans, and a bunch of people that don't give a crap about the heat in the first place. So like that starting lineup last night was mm-hmm. was super exciting for me. Like I was jacked to watch the, I always call them the kids, uh Josh Richardson, Bam Adebayo, Justice Winslow. To watch them start alongside Goron, I think in the long run, like I would love to see James Johnson instead of Rodney Magruder out there with the starting lineup. Like I want to see that lineup play. I think they could switch everything except Goron. You just hide him on the Mo Harklesses of the world. Um, but I was like super excited to see that lineup. Do you think that that lineup is something that Heat fans can get behind, or is it just ho hum? Who cares? Give us Jimmy. I think I think it probably depends on what kind of a run they go on. I think because it's been so disappointing on the defensive end early on. Like, um, if that is a group that can actually get the reins and it is going to be a vehicle for the success, I think eventually people will buy into it. Um, I think the thing that's been probably frustrating to get involved with this team so far from the early going is you have all these rumors surrounding that team. You know, you've had some early mess-ups with Jay Rich as being the go-to guy late. And on on top of that, they're in this new wave NBA where, like, anybody can just go and throw up 125 on a given night. And some of the results you're watching are, like, whack is all hell. Like, you know in, you know in like, a week's time when they're in Brooklyn, they're going to lose and they're going to give 130 points to the Nets. Like, that's going to happen. That's how the Heat are going to roll, and and Dinwiddie's going to drop like forty five. Of course, it's 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 a given. Like you look at this upcoming home schedule, and you're like, yeah, that's a tough schedule. But you're if you're a Heat fan, you know all too well over the last three years, those are going to be the games that they're going to be in. They're going to be locked. They're going to be locked in. They're going to be motivated. They'll probably compete very well. You know, wouldn't be surprised if they come in and and have a three and one homestand. But then you also know as soon as they go to Brooklyn, they're gonna get they're gonna get clowned and they're gonna give up points nonstop. So I think that's the thing that's that's gonna be troubling is, you know, if there are all these rumors with Jimmy Butler as being a star and the results can be the same, I think the genuine fringe fan who's kinda in and out will be more excited about that. But um, is that better for the organization? Because you have to pay him so much money and 
with all that Jimmy's been doing, I think there has to be real questions of, do people really want to play with this guy? Because, you know, there's rumors, there were there were things out there that, yeah, him and Kyrie package deal like that, that is a thing that they want to happen. Um, but then you already, then you also have to step back, you're like, all right, but, all right, is the two-man group, is it Jimmy and Kyrie? Is that is that where we're going to go with? Is that going to be good enough to go take on Giannis or whoever if Kawhi stays in Toronto? You know, you really have to think about those things. Is it just good to have new sexy stars that are on the team and, and that's just fun for Heat fans? Or do you want to see if you could actually develop one of the three guys in Justice, Josh, or Bam, and then see eventually once all these you know contracts come off the books and those guys are actually seasoned, cooked, uh, legitimate all-stars or very good contributors to a title team that they can be the running mate with uh, with somebody or, or go get Riley's, you know, long sought after whale. I also think that everyone's kind of overreacting to everything. Like we're, they're building right now off that core, off those young guys that you just talked about. And to start, they're four and five. They're about 500. Their point differential is positive at 1.1 uh, pace adjusted. They're a 13th ranked offense and they're a 14th ranked defense. <laughs> Uh, like they're they're, they're, they're really they're average. average. They're super <laughs> they're really average. average. Listen, they're, but like we knew that going in. So people listen, acting here's a like thing, G- and, but hold on, Alf, like, People want to act like things have changed, right? Like we're you know this whole Jimmy Butler conversation, all these trade conversations. We want to act like today that we're in a different position than we were no. as as a fan base and as an organization and all that from when the trade rumors started. They're in the exact same place. So people panicking and people doing this and Ethan, you know, sounding every damn alarm, you know, in the building. Like, I don't – I mean, every metric indicates and their play that they're just – they're exactly who we knew they were. But I think I think the, the argument is what, – but what, what what is the argument we're making? Like, are they exactly who we thought they were? Yeah. But, yeah. But at, at the same time, who cares? They're also like, – yeah, they're also in this weird spot, too, where, like, I think, like you say, the hardcore Heat fan, we all want to see the reins kind of be passed off to that triumphant of of Jay Rich, Justice, and Bam and see what that development is and see if the results are basically the same. And the problem is you have all this damn money invested in other guys and Tyler. This, this weird, you know, malaise of depth of guys who are just guys but are just, like you know, like, you know, should you be should you be in a situation where, like, you're really looking to Hassan to be a, a contributing factor or Dion Waiters when he comes back or any of these guys. And so that's the thing. The thing that's frustrating is if you're a guy who wants to look at this Heat, uh, this heat team this year and say, all right, they're, they're kind of fine. They're kind of the same. Well, if they're going to be the same, then at least have the guys who you think are actually going to be valuable and have a ceiling, you know, let them take the, take, take the responsibility. And they've definitely done that with Jay Rich. You know, Justice uh, obviously came back from the injury and, you want to see if he can, you know, build off that playoff uh, that playoff thing, and then you know, Bam is still kind of finding his way because, you know, he's really only given more responsibility when Whiteside doesn't play or doesn't get minutes yet. He looks a little he looks a little lost, and I know Alphas have given voice to that on Twitter, but like I think Bam is the one, and and Alf, you think you said it best yesterday uh, on Twitter. You know, sophomore expectations are are higher than than normal, so like I think he'll figure it out. But he's he's the only one that's been kind of shaky to start when i look when i look at bam and i look i look at it this way and i say right now hassan whiteside is playing better than bam but what the hell does hassan whiteside being better than bam right now do for you in the long run it does nothing which is 
And I mean, I mean, and I, if, I, but here's, but here's, here's where I think the biggest problem is because, okay, so what do you do? Not play Hassan? He's making twenty-seven million dollars a year. You, you're not in a position to tank because you're not bad enough, and you're not in a position to, I mean, be, be more than a a six seed is your ceiling. So I guess I, I think the biggest problem, and this is why I said where I wrote the column that the team is boring, is because it's either. You go all in and mortgage the future and try to get a superstar, or you commit, like Brendan is saying, to the three young guys. Right now, we're doing neither. And the thing I, is, it's not even that we're doing neither. We're, we're, we're stuck in a position where we can't do either. Like, we can't uh, – we don't have the assets to go for it without just completely gutting everything. And then we, we, we can't tank because – we have sixty million dollars on the pay. We can't have sixty million dollars in payroll sitting on our bench. So, and what's the point of tanking at this point? So, I think that's what makes it boring. Like, what is the, like you're sitting here waiting and twiddling your thumbs to 2020, knowing that yeah, you're waiting for the next good off season, and knowing at the same time 2019 is probably going to be a shitty pick. So, like, there's it's almost like there's nothing to look forward to except for the last two months of Dwayne Wade's career where he starts saying farewell to cities. Like, that's it. That's where I, we're at right now. I kind of I kind of disagree with you a bit because I do think that – I think that the – at least for me personally, the excitement of watching Jay Rich figure this out um, this, is something that's positive. And but justice see, here's as my, well. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to cut you off, but here's my problem. The problem is for you, that is what's exciting. No, yeah. We need to get out of that bubble of hardcore Heat fan and say what is exciting to the overall fan base. Like, we are like, me, you, Tobin, and Brian are like 5% of Who? that. I say me, you, Tobin, and it Brian. It was a joke because Brian hasn't said a word the whole time. Oh, he's like staring at his phone. And he was going to talk more. Brian allegedly was going <laughs> to talk more. I'm looking at the uh, governor race still. Okay. Thanks. It's on my TV. But, um, the, the four of us, what do you say? We're 30% of the fan base, 25? 15. 15? Yeah. <laughs> like, and what I'll, is, what is can, interesting to everyone else? I can tell you, like, as a person who see, and this is another weird place as a, you know, as, as a field study, but, like, you know, most of the texts that we get in are people who think that this is failing. That like people, people who are the fringe fans that just want to, that just want to be pissed off are, like, at this and saying, like, what, what is this? You know, failing heat, bad contracts, you know, don't think Jay Rich is the real deal. Don't think, think Bam sucks. Think, think Justice can't shoot. You know, that's, 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 I think the mass picture from people just kind of looking for the outside in or just to, or just kind of on the fringe interested in the heat. Like, you know, that's still doing the Justice can't shoot thing. Yeah. Uh, there's people definitely doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, G. You like, you, we gotta get. I think there's too many of us that are in that bubble, man. That think that oh man, like I got excited last night that Jay Rich, Justice, and Bam started. Like I got hyped. Like I was like, oh shit, the kids are starting. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I am like the only one that's excited about this. Like if oh, I God, ask, yeah. if I ask my friends that are Heat fans, <laughs> like are you guys excited <laughs> about Justice starting? You know, like, know what's funny that you them would be like, who? <laughs> like you met. But what about Rodney Magruder's uh, uh, pick and great... roll improvement? Yeah, they're gonna look at me like I'm a fucking idiot because nobody cares about Rodney Magruder breakdowns except for us and Nikias and Nikias, especially Nikias. <laughs> well, wait, wait, I, 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 I do know what Heat fans are looking forward to. You guys see those new Vice Knights? 
We oh, have seen yeah. the Ice Knights. The court, dude. I didn't even know they were doing the court. That was. What that do you was mean? A, We've been knowing this for like about two months now. That was. I didn't know that was, was a delightful surprise. Didn't tell anybody, but yeah, we knew for that two shit months. Got leaked like months ago. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh that yeah, that's right. I forgot there was that. the uniforms. I knew, but the the court. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, court court badass. I, Darren Ravel tweeted it today. I thought that was awesome. And then LeBron took credit for it. <laughs> Yo, did you see how unreasonably mad Slim got at, at that? Well, I, got, I started off my show unreasonably mad at that. Like, you know, it's enough already. With Why this were you guy. guys mad at that? He's because, just poking because, fun. He, no, no, no. He's not poking fun. This is the yes, thing. He's poking this fun. is LeBron doing the thing where he thinks he is the gatekeeper for all things cool. Where like we're a year removed from, you, from from him slobbering all over the vice uniforms, and then he's like, "You guys stole that from my kids' team." It's like. What you stole that from the Heat for your kids team? He's he's joking. He's not joking. He's not joking. No, he isn't. Remember, this is a guy that the sued Nick Saban over the over barbershop sports talk. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's not forget. You guys watch barbershop? No. Oh my god. So first of all, it's the fanciest ass barbershop you've ever seen in your life. It's (laughs) it's a it's a very one percent barbershop. Oh man, they're drinking they're drinking the finest wine, and. This Maverick Carter is just sitting in there, and he's just actively playing defense against anybody who has anything interesting that they're going to get out of LeBron James. Because LeBron definitely seems like he's in these shows, and he wants to spit, like he wants to, he wants to go in depth. And he's just like, "No, nope, we got Space Jam coming up. No, 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 no. <laughs> pipe down, pipe, shut up, Drake. Let's talk about your problems." <laughs> like, he does. It, it, I'm like, what is Maverick Carter doing? Why is Maverick Carter the interview? Oh, he's here to protect the brand. That's all he's here for. That's amazing. Yeah, because it's- nobody wants to hear what Ma- Maverick Carter. I don't even know what Maverick Carter looks like. I don't know what Maverick. Yo, Carter I'm looks sorry. Like. I've got to interrupt. Like they're showing a, a 2018 Pennsylvania House race, and they're showing the Democrat and the Republican. They don't even have a picture of the Republican. <laughs> <laughs> they have an R with a flag behind. It. <laughs> like, come no, no. on, MSNBC. Like, do your homework first. Do your homework. Got to, got to, got to update those graphics. Gillum is tied. Huh. The race yeah. for Gillum's tied. Is that good or bad? That's bad. Yeah. You don't oh, care. No, you don't. You don't know who, what's in and what's not. Like you can't. Well, Panhandle's coming in. There's 83 percent of the votes are in. According to CNN. They got all this. All of South Florida in. Not yet. Okay. That's what counts. That's that's a, that's a popular area. We are watching the election here on Miami Heat Beat. Um, our, our live updates will come to you four hours after the election is over. Our, yeah, exactly. You you'll you'll hear this tomorrow morning, and you will get an update as to what's. Going I know on. I'm taping an episode of Lightskin Opinions tonight too. Well, look at that. You're all, you're very. We got very busy stuff here going on in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Um, I do want to touch a little bit on the Wayne Ellington stuff because it's a little weird how he only played three minutes last night, and uh, in an overtime game, which I'm sure that they could have used people. He played three forty. Uh, he had two field goal attempts, and uh, that that was it. And um. I don't know what Spo's doing. Like it's calling he's giving all his minutes to Ronnie Magruder and Tyler Johnson. But I don't get the justification of playing Tyler Johnson over over Wayne Ellington. Like that that to me is very strange. And Tyler has been pretty not great. I know that he's had a couple I know that game against Atlanta he he kind of played well, but I mean not pretty uh less than stellar. Call money, <laughs> but that like that's a dumb thing to do. Like I don't understand the idea of we got to play this guy because we pay him like that. 
that's not any any kind of savvy. Like, I, I don't well, think Spolster. Put it, put I don't it think this way. How how upset do you think Alexian is that he waited all his time in free agency? He could have signed with any single team that was out there that needed a three point shooter. Listen, and he's not even getting minutes on a team that I don't has. Think Ellington, I don't think Ellington's fully healthy. I don't think he's fully healthy. Like there's that has to be it, right? Yeah, there's no. He just he's playing. I like, guess almost like he's just playing. Uh, like he's on a minutes restriction, damn near. Like I, I don't. I don't believe he's healthy. The, like the offense is kind of functioning without him, right? So they're they're around at thirteenth um, in the league, which is surprising. Uh, considering that I don't think they've played well on that end at all. I, I think that, and considering that Wayne Ellington's not there, who's critical to that offense, I think that things have turned out pretty okay. I know they've had some funky results, uh, a lot of close games, uh, particularly against Orlando early on and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I keep going back to people overreacting on what this team is and what was happening. And a, a good week can change how people feel. And it's going to go back and forth all year. And I, you know, I don't know. It's just a weird kind of place for them to be because I feel like this is like the fourth year in a row that we're doing this. It's been the offense has been disjointed and like inconsistent, which is fine. I mean, not fine. Like I want to see better. I thought you'd see better, but with a team that's been together almost three years now, um, and then the defense. But they don't have alpha. Like they, like if if you really look at what they the, have, but offensively, what, the, what they don't have, like come on, they never have all their guys, like ever, like. No, no, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about health. They just don't have the personnel in today's NBA to like be any kind of destructive offense. And then, but then, and I, honestly, I think even their players defensively is a testament to Spolstra because they they're not they're very small. Like they don't have size. They don't have length. Like you look at teams like Milwaukee and Toronto, like those really good defenses. They have really long players. But even if you look at like the Jazz right now, who are supposed to be a really good defensive team. They're terrible defensively. I just think everyone's going to take a little while to figure out the new rules and all that crap, and it's going to come back to earth. But um, with with offenses going crazy, like I just would rather – I would like to see more from a team that has a kind of continuity that the Heat have. Um, just as far as – even if they're missing the shots, like it used to be like, oh, Spoh's getting them open shots and they're just missing. Sp- they're, they're not even getting open shots anymore. They're, everything is a struggle. Like How the offense is just the constipated. What do you think the Heat rank in three-point attempts? I don't care. Uh, I'm asking you. That's an indicator of ask offense. Ask Brendan. Brendan, what do you think uh, the Heat Brendan, rank? Brendan, say you don't attempts? care. I don't care, but if I were to guess, probably where they rank with everything, like 14th or 15th. They're, uh, they're in the top 10. They're number eight, and they're number uh, they're number 10 in three-point percentage. So what Alpha's saying about they're just missing stuff is incorrect. Like the, They're actually shooting well above what I probably think that they are. I just said that they're not missing stuff. I didn't say that. I said they're not getting open shots. Like they used to, like I used to see them miss a ton of open corner threes a game. They're not getting those open shots that they used to, in my opinion. In your, in your, in your non-statistical opinion. Well, cause a lot of the action and I don't want to bore anybody, but a lot of the action they used to run is Ellington and then they run a bunch of decoys and they get, yeah, I know. Nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants to hear Ellington on a pin down talk. Spread, pick and roll. Yeah. We're not, they don't even, they don't even do a lot of that anymore. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas of Miami Heat Beat. And I'm here to introduce you to our newest part, which like us. And if you know me, you know how Miami I am. This is pure South Florida. And it's Doral Toyota, where you can find all your favorite Toyota models. Whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre-owned vehicle, Doral Toyota is located at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. 
just a few blocks from the International and Dolphin Mall. Experience the drought difference, which means four years complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles. And let me tell you something, that peace of mind is, you cannot buy that. I mean, I know when I got a new car and it wasn't at Doral Toyota, I was upset because of how many problems I was having. And I was wishing I had something like this, a dealer being accountable and helping me, you know. Um, also, if you mention Miami Heat Beat when you call 305-680-1129 or come in, you'll get to work with a dedicated manager, not a salesperson. So it's someone who's high up, who's willing to work with you and, and just, just mention us. They'll help you out. Unlike other dealers, Doral Toyota prides itself on honest and transparent buying service. That's Doral Toyota. DoralToyota.com or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. Se habla español aquí en Doral Toyota. We gotta get it. We gotta get into Brendan's. Uh, I'm about movement. to say, can we go to Dwayne Biscayne? Because yeah, I want to go to Dwayne Biscayne. That's this the team sucking the life out of everybody. Brendan, yes, we out here for Dwayne and Biscayne. Tell the people on our show your proposal. Um, yeah, this came up. Actually, it came up before he agreed to resign with the uh, with the team. Um, you know, we're just spitballing on the show about things they could do to kind of recruit him because you know we knew the money wasn't going to be there, so. I just threw out there so that we should just rename Biscayne Boulevard after him before he even agrees to come back. Like, let's just do this while he's he's still not even decided to retire yet. Um, you know, so I put out this official proclamation on Twitter and, you know, it got like a few hundred retweets, you know, probably over the first four days that it was up. And then um, I would say probably like day four, I think Tony Fiorentino retweeted or something like that. Our leader and yeah and and Dwayne saw it and he ended up liking it and saw that like oh people are kind of into this and so he actually ended up commenting on that original tweet saying like oh y'all trying to see a grown man cry and then that tweet you know blew up and it went to like I don't know like 1500 retweets and a bunch of likes and so you know uh, it got to the point where actually like people from the city were, were reaching out because we had tried actually like reaching out to commissioners um, Hell was that one bum who we had? Kent. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kent Russell. He was like, oh, uh, do you, we can't do this. And you think I don't like Dwayne, buddy? I'm like, all wow. right. Well, first of all, don't buddy us. And then, and, and then he's like, I would name my next born after Dwayne. It's like, well, if you really were going to name him after Dwayne, you would have done it with your firstborn. I mean, Dwayne Wade's exactly. been around for a while. I can't assume your kids are that old. Uh, we ended up sending it to another commissioner. Uh, Audrey Edmondson, she sent us to the FDOT, who were like, yeah, you got to go back to the commission. So she was lying to us. Um, but uh, the person who was really behind in the city was uh, was the mayor, Mayor, uh, mayor Suarez. He was like all about it. He's uh, he's, uh, he's a big fan of Dwayne's and, and he thinks that it's something that should get done. But um, Biscayne Boulevard, to not bore people too much with the politics, is a state road. It's not a city road. So they need approval from the state to do um, the rename. switch, yeah. to do the rename. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And there's some like weird policy hiccups. So while this was all like going down, there was supposed to be a hearing in October, but it kind of got blown off, um, I guess, because of election stuff and whatnot. So what I was doing in the meantime, like you know, speaking to the mayor's office, uh, I started putting together a, a video, a bunch of people from around the, you know, South Florida sports landscape uh, with the slogan, give Dwayne Biscayne or we want Dwayne Wade Boulevard. And 
um, you know, got a lot of good feedback of people who are either on my radio show or uh, through PR connections who really want to do that for Dwayne. Karan Butler was super awesome with it. Um, you know, Coach Laranega, the Panthers were awesome in getting some people. So put that video together and that took off like a rocket. Like that got a, a, a huge amount of uh, social media buzz and views. And, um, you know, so since that's come out, like the mayor's uh, reiterated, like they're really trying to get it done. They uh, are hopeful that in December when they're back in session, they can actually get the recommendation of the state to make it happen. Um, but there is some still, there are some still like uh, landmines as far as like people who could really mess it up for really dumb reasons. So they like the heat. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. So in a if, way. I had, if you had to give a percentage, if I had to, if I were going to ask you, a Miami New Times radio personality of the year, Brendan Tobin, percentage of chance that this actually gets done. 100%. 100%? Yeah, I'm not guarantee here on Heat Beat. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not coming this far to not have it happen. And I'm not going to let the mayor, you know, make quotes to the Athletic and Peacock and Prance on good PR and then not follow through with the actions on it. So don't tell people that we're going to make this happen in December or shortly thereafter and then just think like Ah, uh, you know, it was just kind of a cool thing to say. Like, no, this is a great way to honor one of South Florida's greatest athletes. South Florida's really their greatest athlete. No, their greatest. I don't think and, it's um, a question. And it's really not one of these things that, you know, the things that I've heard that it gets, you know, held up with. Like, for example, uh, I've heard this policy that they don't want to name roads after living people anymore in the state because of, Jose Canseco, <laughs> because of Jose Canseco. If you can believe that dumb. that's that's the best so, example of why you should do it. Listen, that might so, that might be and smart. So, like, <laughs> <coughs> well, I I I've been, I already made my case that like, listen, uh, so you're gonna tell me Dwayne Wade's gonna snitch out an entire sport like this is what we're doing here? Um, but this is politics. Politics is all about they don't want to end up with egg on their face. Uh, it's been an interesting look on, on that on that front, but. I honestly don't think that this is something that is uh, – it's really not even that far a stretch. Like the reason the reason I think it's it's any kind of unique really is we're trying to just do this now. We're not waiting five years after his career is over or waiting down the line. Like we just want – we want this to happen now. It just happens to be that's going to be in his last season and maybe we'll get it done before, right, you know, right around when his NBA career wraps up. But – you know, I, I think it's absolutely like if we're going to talk about Don Shula has a road and Dan Marino has a road. This guy is is definitely in the holy trinity of Miami sports. He definitely deserves that honor. It's not it's not even that crazy of a stretch. And and for anybody to, you know, hang it up over dumb policies like that is, is silly to me. You don't want him getting it when he's sad and he's old and fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he's dead. Like, you don't want him to get it when yeah. he's dead. That sucks. Brian, what's your question? Um, so obviously, the, all this Jimmy Butler trade rumors are going on still. How would you go about creating a Biscayne Buckets Boulevard? What? <laughs> How would I go about it? Yeah, where, where, where would we put it? Because we gotta have one somewhere for him, right? No, we don't. Uh, what do you? I, doing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm we just, cannot like, name streets well, after people that aren't even here. Biscayne Buckets. Funny. When I was first trying to get people for the video, I was on this uh, this Carnival Cruise thing we were doing for the radio show, and uh, we just ha- they saw we were going to have Alonzo Morning and Shaq on the show that day, which was really cool. I never interviewed Alonzo in person, 
Um, and I've never talked to Shaq. Uh, I've never talked to Shaq in person. So I was like, all right, let's just see if we can just sucker him in while we're on the show here and see if we can get him to say our slogan. And, uh, and Alonzo is all about it. He's like, yeah, let's do this. And then Shaq, Shaq, I thought it was going to be easier. Shaq was more of a pain in the ass. He's like, why is he on the road? And I'm like, are you serious? Oh, <laughs> busting my balls the entire time like we're not giving you donis he's like he just wanted to go on this whole thing about how udonis is unappreciated i'm just like he's right all right well that's fair i'm not saying Udonis doesn't deserve a road but i'm just saying if i'm gonna get roads redone i think i should do it after the guy who's you know a bigger star there's an order of operations here udonis is udonis is the e in penmas he's not the key at least i'll know the process then i'll know what to do you know, I you know certainly when I do Udonis's road, it's not going to be a state road. I got to find him a city road, but one that's a, a of his stature as well. Um, but if you want to do Biscayne buckets, it'd have to be the same way. Like if you wanted him to be the next stretch, but well, let's just get him here first, and then and then he's got to do stuff. Like if I think I think I think you got to have you know we got to start campaign now. We can't we can't wait. Wait, <laughs> I just want to point out that. Gianni just mispronounced PEMDAS. I think he did too. I did. I did. What does it stand no, for? Mis- you misspelled an acronym. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. <laughs> How do you mispronounce PEMDAS? You said like said PEMDAS. Ben, that the hell have I needed that for since fucking 11th grade? <laughs> it sounded like you were trying to say penis and couldn't figure it out. <laughs> hey, I'm Josh Appel. And I'm Billy O'Rourke. And we are the hosts of Five Reasons Sports Network's Pro Wrestling Podcast, Spark Your Territory, where we bring you the hard-hitting well, wrestling. No, well, not, no, we don't want it. It's not too hard-hitting because you don't want to hurt the other guy. It's more of a dance we're trying to do here. We're trying to keep it. Protect, protect the other guy. Yeah, you want to protect okay, the other so guy. Okay, so maybe we'll go more in-depth. Yeah, that's good. That's better. Spark Your Territory, Five Reasons Sports Network's Pro Wrestling Podcast with the most in-depth wrestling talk you'll find.